Yo, BJ Gador with the weekly BJ podcast, and this is a short but fun episode all about 13 fun foods in my fridge. Now, some of these might actually be in the pantry, but you know I'm a slut for alliteration, so I had to get three F's in there. And these are not only excellent options in some cases to enhance healthy foods at all times, especially during the week, but also classic healthier substitutes for some of the favorite stuff that we all like. Those comfort foods, waffles, cereal, pizza, breads, etc. So I'm going to go through this, 13 items. I think you'll enjoy it. The show notes will have a complete list of this stuff for reference. And you can get these at Whole Foods, any higher-end grocery store. Sometimes uh, Trader Joe's will have some of this stuff. But definitely Whole Foods for sure. And any higher-end grocery store will have a lot of this stuff. And some of the stuff you have to get it online. So number one, Sir Kensington's Condiments. Game changer. Like in particular, the mayos. I'm looking right now at the chipotle mayo. They've got a sriracha mayo, a chipotle mayo. There's like special sauce, which is kind of like their take on the Big Mac sauce. And what I'll do with a lot of this stuff is I can put like a small teaspoon or tablespoon on eggs, meat. It really just adds like, I guess the word would be adulting. It's a way to, you know, make, make a meal kind of feel like a more uh, high-end culinary experience. And it's made with great ingredients. You know, it is going to be, uh, you know, one tablespoon here has 90 calories. It's, it's mostly fat. And just, but what I will tell you again, really quality ingredients, you know, taste delicious and really enhances egg and meat dishes. There's also a really good ketchup. They have a regular ketchup, but also a spicy jalapeno ketchup. And ultimately, it is really about calories, but, you know, no high fructose corn syrup, just cleaner ingredients. And I love that with potatoes or even eggs. I know eggs and ketchup can be like, I know that's a Midwest thing, but definitely we get down with that in Wisconsin. And just really enhances, uh, awesome for burgers, by the way. They're spicy ketchup. They also have excellent mustards, like brown mustard, Dijon mustard. But again, you know, remember what condiments really are. You know, spices, condiments are ways to make foods that may not otherwise taste outstanding, taste a lot better, if not taste excellent. And they're staples in the meals I eat on a regular basis. I think you guys will really enjoy them. And usually mayos are considered off limits because they have, you know, there could be a lot of sugar in there, you know, bad fats. They do actually use sunflower oil. So, you know, it's not a, you know, classically recommended, you know, olive oil, avocado oil, or, you know, omega-3 based type of oil or fat. But, you know, again, what I always look for is how can I make something super healthy taste delicious or make it more palatable? And those Sir Kensington condiments really help with that. By the way, I get nothing for sharing these 13 items. The only thing I ever did work with is Koya, which I'll mention later, the plant protein drink. But that was last year and I get no ongoing compensation for any of the stuff I'm talking about. Again, this is just stuff I love that my wife and I use on a regular basis that you know is in the fridge or in the kitchen. Hot sauces, all right? More staples. You gotta have a good hot sauce. I love Cholula. There's this beautiful Mexican lady on the front. They've got three main flavors I really dig, uh, chipotle, chili garlic, and green pepper. And again, this is great for meat and egg dishes, any sort of Mexican cuisine, you'll love it. And uh, great way to, especially, you know, I'm not a big, we don't like to make extravagant meals. I'm a simple ass meal guy. So this is a fun way to really spice up our foods. You're probably familiar with Chulu if you do any sort of uh, regular eating at Chipotle, but They've got multiple flavors, and it's a staple in the stuff we use. So I think you guys will really dig it. Check it out. You know, it does have, per 
one teaspoon, it has 170 milligrams of sodium. But, you know, again, salt has gotten a bad rap. And I think especially if you're someone that's super active, indoor sweats a lot, you know, salt is the critical electrolyte. I mean, it's so important for performance. And, you know, again, if you're active and there isn't a pre-diagnosed health condition or genetic history associated with, you know, maybe looking at your salt intake, you know, most of us need a good amount of salt, especially if we're active, we got to replace those electrolytes. And it's one of the key things that enhances the flavor in food. Number three, mush overnight oats. Mush. All right. This is, I've always loved oats and sure you can make the instant oatmeals, but overnight oats are just delicious. I mean, they have such a rich flavor to them and refrigerated too. There's like this cool, it's like a cool mushy dessert, you know, and I'm looking at the ingredients right now. There's minimal ingredients, almond milk, which is filtered water and almonds, rolled oats, dates, organic cocoa powder, and sea salt. This is the dark cocoa flavor. They have uh, dark cocoa or cacao. They have vanilla bean. They have a cold brew. They have a wild blueberry. They're all delicious. I typically will have one, uh, you know, the main functions, they even have it marketed on their thing. But, you know, you can be like a dessert. It can be post-workout. It can be a snack. I tend to have it, you know, if I'm trying to, not be such an asshole on weekends, you know, it can be a way for me to kind of subside my inner fat fuck with like a, a treat on the weekends, but usually I'll have it post-exercise with like, a, you know, have some eggs, potatoes, some spinach, some berries, and then uh, maybe a couple slices of Ezekiel bread, which I'll talk about in a second, and then this uh, mush overnight oats. You know, again, more expensive, you can make your own overnight oats, but again, I'm not, for me, I'd rather pay extra for the, the convenience and saving the time, and I'm lazy. So I think I think this might be the case for many of you too, based on what I'm finding. But delicious, I highly recommend it. It's an awesome, oats are an excellent source of carbohydrate. Yes, they're a starch, but you know, obviously post-exercise, uh, your body's more willing to use that carbohydrate and that starch to refuel after intensive exercise than you know, worrying about fat storing or anything else like that. And it comes in a nice container, so... I don't overeat. Only 42 grams of carbohydrate with that eight eight grams of fiber, 10 grams of protein, believe it or not, and 10 grams of healthy fat. So highly recommend looking at mush overnight oats. It tends to be around the yogurt section or the dairy section that I've seen in most stores, but uh, really good stuff. The perfect bar. Many of you have seen, you know, like, here's the thing. I've gone back and forth on this over the years. I've recommended like these modified high protein bars, uh, you know, initially Quest Nutrition did some that I recommended Then I found Sourcewell Nutrition I liked a lot, which had grass-fed whey, a uh, good amount of fiber. But, you know, ultimately what ends up happening when we're trying to cut out, you know, we're going to use typically artificial sweeteners and, you know, we try to get the protein intake up by putting in, you know, a powder or anything else like that. They just, they tend to not taste as good and ultimately like, it really is about calories, and if we can find options that have the most natural ingredients possible, that tends to be the best bet. So what I love about the Perfect Bar, especially the, the peanut butter one, has 17 grams of protein and complete protein at that, and the, the other one is a coconut peanut butter, which has 16 grams, but uh, a good source of protein you know, has about a serving of carbohydrate total, like I think 22 grams, and yes, it has sugar in it, but it's, you know, it's made with honey, uh, really quality ingredients. In fact, their whole thing is everything we did here. It's like a, it's a natural bar that was made at home in this family and they decided to, to create it for the masses. And uh, I really enjoy it. And it tends to be something that I'll have as a mid-afternoon snack, 
paired up with a Koya, uh, which is uh, the next one on the topic, next one on the list, which we'll touch on. But I'm a big fan of Perfect Bars. Again, it has 17 grams of protein. Yeah, there are some higher protein bars. It goes as high as like 25, maybe even 30. But again, you know, it has a lot of extra stuff in it and it becomes more of a fake food. But again, whatever works for you. I'm just sharing, you know, what I like now. And they're also available in the refrigerated section at most grocery stores and very convenient, very accessible, uh, you know, good way to get a, a high protein snack on the road or on the go. And then Koya, so plant-based protein drinks, you know, again, one of the things I recommend as often as possible is you want to diversify your protein sources. You don't have to be a vegan or a vegetarian to benefit from plant protein. And you should not only choose animal protein. You want to get a, a diversity of sources. Every source has different nutritional value or benefits. And you also don't want to just be too reliant on whey or dairy sources of protein. So uh, it's a delicious, like it tastes delicious. It actually tastes like dessert. It has a bunch of flavors and, you know, each bottle has 18 grams of plant protein and it's complete plant protein and then seven grams of fiber only four grams of sugar and uh seven grams of fat so but but mainly you know it's healthy fats that just add flavor and you know will make you feel satisfied and typically what i'll do is i'll pair a perfect power with a koya to get my minimum 30 grams uh plus of protein as a high protein snack and again that's something i can take with me when i'm traveling or i'm super busy and you know, I've been using that combination for over a year now and I really enjoy it. So I uh, highly recommend you check that out. I, I They're almost at all grocery stores now that I've seen. So uh, keep an eye out for that. This one's been around for a while, Ezekiel Sprouted Green Bread and English Muffins. But it's worth talking about again. And ultimately, Sprouted Green Bread is just a higher protein, lower carbohydrate bread option with like amazing all natural ingredients, no preservatives. It's, it's more perishable, so you got to refrigerate it. But I think it tastes delicious. They have a ton of really good uh, flavors. There's a flax omega-3 option. There's a really delicious cinnamon raisin. I love the English muffins. Like, English muffins are my jam. I love, uh, you know, an egg sandwich on the English muffin or putting peanut butter on either the bread or the English muffins is delicious. And, you know, again, very, uh, yes, it does have more carbohydrate than a pure protein and produce meal. But a lot of times, too, because it has, by the way, they're complete protein. So sprouted grains provide a complete source of protein. Each slice has, in terms of the actual bread, each slice has, is 80 calories, 15 grams of overall carbohydrate, but three grams of fiber. So really only 12 grams of impact carbohydrate per slice and four grams of complete protein. So if you don't want to have too many eggs or you worry about having too many eggs or whatever, or you don't want to make too many eggs, because frankly, uh, really, by the way, the whole thing on eggs, I mean, all the latest research says that, you know, the relationship between eggs and cholesterol um, is highly overrated and, you know, they're very healthy and you can have them daily. And, and again, unless you have a predetermined issue that the doctor has talked to you about, most people can have daily egg consumption, no problem. But when cooking eggs, they're usually best cooked, you know, three eggs or less, especially when frying eggs or scrambling. It gets like out of control when you go more than that. I'm for, you know, for a long time, I had like six to eight eggs at a meal as my first meal. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it's harder to cook, takes longer and tends to not come out as, as tasty. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll have three or four eggs and then I'll supplement it with some, some of the complete protein and a couple slices of Ezekiel bread. So again, you can mix your proteins to get to, to, your, to your 30 to 40 gram goal, or at least 20 to 30 grams on the low end if you're a smaller individual or a, a lady. And uh, it also just makes it more filling. There's fiber in there that can help fill you up. And it, it feels like an awesome breakfast. So Two things to consider, uh, the 
cinnamon raisin English muffins are delicious. So I'm a big fan of those. And uh, again, almost any grocery store, I definitely Trader Joe's and Whole Foods will have it. Let's go on to some other goodies, goodies here. We've got ice creams, right? So this is, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of allotting yourself about 100 or 300 calories every night, especially during the week to take the edge off and treat yourself and reward yourself for a good day of eating, training, business, job, whatever. And these are my favorites. I've, I've used Halo Top in the past and then I found Enlightened and Enlightened is just better in my opinion. It tastes better. It's creamier. And they have more complete options. They're, they have pints of ice cream, like a, a full pint itself is 400 calories or less. And you can have like, you know, half a pint and no problem to fit into that. And uh, one thing you got to be careful with, by the way, sometimes I dress them up with like, uh, usually what I do, this is a, God, you're really finding out how, how much of a fat bastard I am, but I put however, whatever servant I want or I'm having in the uh, middle of a bowl and then I take real whipped cream and then I spray it all around. They call it ice cream island. So I spray it all around the, the pint that's in a bowl and then I top it with some peanut butter and maybe even a little whipped cream on top as well. It, it looks like, like whipped cream is just molesting molesting it. And, uh, but one thing I'll say, right. So you can certainly go with like vanilla Haagen-Dazs, you know, is very few ingredients, all natural stuff, higher calorie, more sugar. So surely you could have that, but if you're looking to try to keep your calories under control and, you know, it it tastes like 80 to 90%, I think of the best ice creams out there and that's good enough for me. So I'd rather have like the full pint and stay 400 calories or less, unless I dress it up too much. You got to be careful with how much peanut butter you add. And it's something you can have on a regular basis or it's just a, a substitute on a cheat day or whatever else, you know, however you structure your dietary flexibility. But yeah, you can have regular ice cream too. But all I'm saying is, you know, stuff that I incorporate on a regular basis that helps me, you know, stay the course. So I think you'll like that. They also have some really good new bars. Uh, the real good one, it's 150 calories a bar and it's like got this chocolate shell with almond almonds dipped in it, it, it vanilla inside. It's just delicious. Uh, it's one of the best desserts I've had in a while, especially considering the macros. And they have other bars like uh, Red Velvet, uh, Monkey Business, which is like a banana peanut butter thing. But, you know, they're in most frozen sections of grocery stores now that I've seen. And, uh, you know, allotting yourself uh, one or two of the, the bars, which tend to be 80 to 150 calories each, or a half a pint of, you know, the the tub of ice cream is also a great way at night to kind of take the edge off and enjoy yourself and but again cleaner cheats too that's also a big part of it when I'm trying to really tighten up or if I have something coming up I tend to now not want to change what I'm doing during the week as much I mean I could go lower carb and I'm not saying I won't do that at some in some instances again but you know more often than not I just I just fine-tune and try to do cleaner cheats on the weekend and that's where a lot of the extra calories that are holding back you know the physique you're looking for can be found. And if you can find substitutes that give you 80 to 90% of what you're looking for, your money. Another really good one. And this is especially for, you know, it's, it's uh, like a paleo friendly, dairy free, naturally sweet and grain free. And it's called coconut girl. And I found these at whole foods. Also this special smoothie shop here called Sun Life Organics, but uh, it's definitely at whole foods in the frozen aisle. And it is like the most delicious ice cream sandwich ever. Here are the ingredients. Almond butter, coconut milk, maple syrup, cocoa powder, honey, dates, walnut pieces, eggs, organic raw cacao nibs, cinnamon powder, pure vanilla extract, baking soda, cream of tartar, and kosher salt. Really minimal ingredients, but uh, I mean, if you love ice cream sandwiches, I always did. 
It is, uh, again, dairy-free, naturally sweetened, grain-free, paleo-friendly if you're on that type of diet. And it's absolutely delicious. It may, uh, I know it's locally made here in uh, California, but, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure it's making its way out there. And uh, to keep an eye out for it, Coconut Girl, there's uh, three flavors. The chocolate one, I think, is best, but they have a vanilla one. They also have, like, a beach bum, which is, I forget what type of flavor that is, but it's also delicious. There's three excellent flavors, and it's... Uh, Overall, only 250 calories per ice cream sandwich. So that would fit as a nightly sweet treat that you can work in your schedule. Another cool one. Who likes cereal? I mean, who doesn't like cereal? That's the question. And I found, uh, my wife actually, found, I think on Instagram, found this company called Magic Spoon. And they have, basically their whole thing is, I'll actually, they have a nice little slogan on the box. The high protein Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, wheat-free, nothing artificial, childlike cereal for grown-ups. So again, I, you don't have to be keto to benefit from low-carb, and you don't have to be crazy with anything else like that. But basically, it's a higher-protein, lower-sugar cereal. So, you know, uh, in terms of serving size, uh, three and a quarter cup has 110 calories, which is pretty much similar to most servings of any cereal. So calorically, it's a wash in most cases, but Cleaner ingredients, and again, anytime you get more protein and less sugar, that is a trade you'll all your body will always appreciate, and you'll win a hundred percent of the time. So, just just consider that uh, they're only you go to MagicSpoon.com to find them. They've got a, a cocoa cereal, which is like cocoa puffs. They have like a one that's like a frosted Cheerio, uh, Cheerios type of taste. They have like a fruity pebbles. One and then like a cinnamon toast crunch version. Again, they've done a really good job of, and I always go to like my wife is very picky, and she she loves this stuff. And we'll typically use like a unsweetened almond milk, or you can go with. There's actually some other milks out there now that have more protein, less sugar. If you're worried about the sugar content in the milk, but delicious. I think you'll enjoy. It. You can even eat it out of the box without milk, but I think cereal is best consumed with. You know, you, I like to saturate it in, in the milk and let it get all, you know. Let it interact with, with the liquid. It's just, I think it's best. But that's a really fun one that you can work in. And again, 12 grams of protein per three-quarter cup, only three grams net carbs. And they use something called allulose, which is this like rare sugar found in raisins, figs, and maple syrup. It has only 10% of the calories of regular sugar, and it's not metabolized by the body. So it doesn't really have an impact on your blood sugar levels or uh, calorically. So, but very similar taste and texture to sugar. So it's a nice substitute and... Uh, I, I really dig it. So if you really like your cereal and you're looking for your cereal fix and a healthier option, that's that's something I'd recommend. Here's the next one. Kodiak cakes, protein pancakes, mix, and waffles. The waffles are awesome. They have a vanilla and a chocolate per two waffles. So per, per two total waffles, there's 230 total calories, which is pretty small. And it has total eight grams of sugar in those two waffles, three grams of fiber, 27 grams of overall carbohydrate, and 12 grams of protein. And uh, you know, generally pretty good ingredients. And the protein is complete. It has um, whey protein in it though. So if you have a, a dairy issue, it might not work as well, but I think these are delicious. I'll dress them with a little bit of peanut butter or whipped cream sometimes. There's also a lot of lower calorie or allulose-based uh, sweetened syrups out there now that like with zero calories or very low calorie that you can add to these to make them delicious and you know mixing this with like a classic sometimes at home if we don't want to go out to brunch or we're trying to get a healthier option that we know is clean at home we'll do some you know egg classic egg potato fruit 
some veggies in the eggs and then some waffles on the side can be an excellent at-home brunch or a treat. So something to look at and also have an excellent protein pancake mix. A lot of those protein pancake mixes that, that you know, try to go like super paleo or uh, very low carbohydrate can, they don't come out the way you would like. And, and again, just like the waffles, it, it's a much uh, smaller overall carbohydrate load and has some protein into it as well. I know a lot of people in fitness love those that Kodiak cake pancake mix. So protein pancakes are an excellent breakfast change up. And again, not just can this be used during the week, but also can this allow me to save a shit ton of calories uh, for food that's like a comfort food I love um, that I can make at home and, and you know feel less guilty about. So that's important too. Three more. Hansen's Diet Black Cherry Soda. Many of you know that when I was my most overweight, I would have like six to seven regular sodas a day. I'd drink a tall glass of milk and juice, orange juice with some pulp in. I love the, the OJ with pulp to me is like the best. But I had a lot of liquid calories in my diet. I would have regular Gatorades, like all that stuff really adds up. So one of the big changes I made, and it's one of the like low-hanging fruit things you can do for your body, is just limit or eliminate liquid calories. So, but I, I love soda. So diet soda I go with. I try to go as often as possible. You know, the diet sodas that have stevia or Truvia sweetened, you know, it just tends to be a better option. Uh, less overall health concerns in terms of what the research has shown. And, and by the way, all the research has shown that even, you know, things like aspartame, Splenda, you know, in moderation, it's not a big deal. If it's the only thing you drink, maybe you need to look at that. But, you know, for me, uh, if you can get that substitute, I love a good, nice carbonated, crisp beverage. Nothing to me, not, there's nothing like it, you know, um, for a lot of people that, you know, if they're trying to limit their alcohol during the week, you know, a nice diet Coke, by the way, Coke zero is better than diet Coke. Uh, you give me a, a crisp Coke zero with some ice and uh, a lime freshly a lime squeeze into that, you know, that's an experience. And that's also a way, you know, if you want to be social and, and not worry about, you know, people don't even know what's in the drink, frankly, but it's a way to, you know, get a treat and be social and, and but again, no impact in terms of body composition. And I'm a big fan of that, but there's a brand in particular, I know it's California created, but I think it's national, Hansen's Diet Black Cherry Soda, like super crisp, delicious, and it's also clear. So if you don't like, you know, sodas that have a lot of dye in them, that's a nice option, very natural. But there's also a full brand called Zevia that many of you are familiar with that you can have as well. The one thing I'll say, like, it's expensive. It's like twice the price of getting, like, you, you only get like six cans of a Zevia or naturally sweetened drink versus like a 12-pack of the brands we know and love, like Sprite Zero, Coke Zero, you know, those types of things. Fresca, another great one. The Fresca Black Cherry, love it. So we still work some of that you know, artificially sweetened stuff in and we enjoy it, but we try to drink more of the naturally sweetened diet sodas during the week. And then we'll save, like when we go out, we'll obviously, they don't have Zevia in most cases, right? So then that's where we'll have the regular sodas more often. Though uh, I'd be lying if I said we don't currently have a Coke Zero caffeine-free pack here in the kitchen right now. So again, I'm not perfect and uh, we all need a little bit of sin in our lives in my opinion. And frankly, it's zero calories, so get off my ass. Two more. Obviously, I've mentioned how much I sweat, and I'm a salty sweater. My dogs lick my body anytime I finish my workouts. Don't take that the wrong way. And I'm a huge fan of drinking either G-Zero, which is uh, Gatorade's new zero sugar version. And then Powerade Zero is also good, but if I had to pick one 
my, my wife likes Powerade Zero more. I like G Zero more, and it might be because my one of my childhood friends used to work at Gator, and he actually helped design the uh, the G Zero line and tested the flavors. And, and the, I think the flavors are delicious. I think he did an excellent job. And I will typically drink one or two uh, one liter bottles during my workouts again because I I push, especially when I'm boxing. I, I'm I'm just like I'm dripping, and if I don't. If I just have water alone, I, I, I can risk cramping up, and I, I notice a significant performance drop. So that that's my go-tos uh, in terms of you know drinks, and I'll even have one occasionally during the day. And again, uh, what people don't realize is you know loss of electrolytes. It's not just about cramping, but it, it will result in reduction of performance. So you know you want to do the you want to talk about supplements. Well, get your hydration, and, and it's very important too. Like I always. Before I go and train, I always put them in the freezer and try to get them to that. I call it a freeze tea. So it's like getting it's like getting the Gatorade to the point where it's almost frozen, but it's not. Uh, the The cooler the beverage, the more you'll drink, the more satisfying it is, the more it prevents overheating, and it just tastes delicious. My wife and I were a big fan of the freeze tea style uh, G zeros and Powerade zeros. So just consider that. Uh, I think you guys again, if you train hard and you sweat a lot. You got to replace those electrolytes and, you know, there's no need unless we're talking like you're playing three-hour basketball game or extended, you know, like two-hour plus activities. You know, that's when maybe you want to look at a regular Gatorade, especially if like you're going real intense because it's really only high-intensity stuff where the the carbohydrate is, is a concern. You know, if you're doing really like hiking, you know, you're using more fat for fuel in those cases, lower intensity. But um, I'm not saying there's not a place for like G2, which is a lighter calorie, lower calorie Gatorade or full Gatorade, but uh, you know, for me, I, I just I I like to do in my workouts. I'm trying to metabolize as much fat and stored stored carbohydrate as possible. So I want to I don't want to put any liquid carbohydrate in my system because that can actually prevent my body from ut- utilizing more fat for fuel. In my opinion, uh, when when body comp is more of the goal. When you're an athlete, you know, body comp is less about less what you're looking for. It's more about performance. So again, pick what works, works best for you and your body type. Everything else, activity level. Final thing. Uh, two really nice pizza options. Now, over the years, I've shared various pizza recipes. I love pizza. Who doesn't? And I've even shared before like a something called a pizza, which is a pizza made with chicken crust. But again, you know, uh, more and more as, uh, you know, got a lot of things going on. So do you. It tends to get expensive. You make it yourself. And frankly, I just don't like taking the time to do it. And there are some really good frozen options. So one option I recommend, it's called Real Good Pizza. Uh, real pizza you feel good about eating. And, and honestly, it, it's delicious. My wife also likes it. They have a bunch of options, like a three cheese, uh, a pepperoni one. And again, it's a chicken crust, which sounds like crazy, but chicken is a very dry meat, unless it's like dark meat, but the white meat chicken is very dry. So it actually forms a really good crust when cooked in the oven. And uh, only four grams of net uh, total carbohydrate per serving, 25 grams of complete protein. It's gluten-free, grain-free, guilt-free, and uh, a full pizza is 480 calories. So again, you could make this as a meal during the week. You know, uh, it has per half pizza, 25 grams of protein, uh, only two grams of sugar, four grams of overall, overall carbohydrate, 14 grams of fat, again, mostly from the cheese. So again, it does have cheese if you're uh, got issues with dairy. And then obviously 50 grams full if you have the whole pie. Now it's a smaller pie, just, cons- just understand that. So it is a smaller pie, but... You want to keep your calories under control. You want to get, you know, 80 to 90% of the feel of a pizza. I highly recommend it. It's delicious. And, you know, again, like I said, if I have something coming up or something I'm really trying to dial in, instead of having, you know, 
we've got a really good pizza here in Malibu called Demore's. It has like crazy good crust. But I'll go with something like this instead because I can save myself, you know, minimum several thousand calories. And uh, I, I'll feel much better the next day just because, you know, I tend to feel super bloated if I have to, if I overdo the pizza. I think most people are the same. Uh, another good option. And again, this is where it's like, I don't want you to look, I, I have, I still have regular pizza, but if you're looking to tighten things up a bit, there's a really good one we found recently at, I think, Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. Maybe not Trader Joe's, but I'm pretty sure Trader Joe's. It's called Cauliflower, and it's a cauliflower crust frozen pizza, which is delicious. Again, they have many flavors. Um, the whole pizza itself has 750 calories, and you know the big highlights is, you know, no zero grams trans fats. Um, the, the the crust has a good amount of cauliflower in it, which actually does serve as a very good crust, and can. You know, for those that have gluten issues or, you know, again, just want a healthier overall option, it's one that you can look at. They have a pepperoni, three cheese, margarita, veggie, original plain crust, also paleo plain crust. There's six total varieties you can choose. But, you know, one thing we did at a recent trip, we actually bought a bunch of these on the way to Joshua Tree in the desert because there aren't a lot of restaurants out there. And we just like, we crushed like four of these. <laughs> so... But but I will say the next day I didn't feel as bad as as it would have been you know, you know like almost feel like sometimes you get a little joint pain it just feels swollen my face I get like jowls, um, you know from the water retention, but I actually felt pretty good the next day and it was between my wife and I by the way which means I probably had three of the four pizzas, but again you know I I like to share with you guys I love to eat and you know obviously I'm on this journey with you trying to. You know, still enjoy food, but not let it affect the way I look or perform in a negative way. And these are 13 things that, you know, lately we've really been enjoying or that have been staples in my fridge for a while. I think, uh, you know, there's at least one thing I'm sure you probably haven't heard of that you might like, or maybe more than one ideally, but, you know, hopefully this was a value to you. But check these things out, and uh, I really like them. They're delicious and uh, healthier options to a lot of the stuff we've grown up loving that, you know, might not be as you know, friendly to the waistline of, of, of adults. So check it out. Show notes will have the list of the items I talked about if you want to reference that and other links to various things I have going on. And uh, that is about it. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and a five-star rating review is much appreciated. The more we grow this, the more time and effort I'll put into it so everyone wins. And I really appreciate your support. I love you guys. Peace.